Did you know that some travel credit cards offer 10x points on your spending? Don't miss out on big rewards for your next trip. NerdWallet lets you compare smart travel credit cards side-by-side, -side, curated by an expert team of finance nerds. What could future you do with better travel rewards? A free flight? A room upgrade? Don't wait to make smart financial decisions. Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. Reminder, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. When I'm not hosting this podcast, I am writing books, but it is really hard for me to write when I'm at home, so I like to find remote cabins in the middle of nowhere to just hang out and write. But I hate the idea of my house just sitting empty, doing nothing but collecting dust and definitely not collecting checks. And that's why I'm an Airbnb host. It's one of my all-time favorite side hustles. Other popular side hustles are awesome too, don't get me wrong, but they often involve big startup costs. By hosting your space, you're monetizing what you already have access to. It doesn't get easier than that. And if you're new to the side hustle game and you're anxious about getting started, don't worry because you're not in this alone. Airbnb makes it super easy to host. I mean, if I could do it, you could do it. And your home might be worth a lot more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hey guys, are you ready for some money rehab? Wall Street has been completely upended by an unlikely player, GameStop. And should I have a 401k? But you don't I do it? No, I know. Girl! You think the whole world revolves around you and your money? Well, it doesn't. Charge for wasting our time. I will take a check. Like a old school You recognize her from anchoring on CNN, CNBC, and Bloomberg. The only financial expert you don't need a dictionary to understand. The cold lapin. I'm actually going to bring today's guest on so we can introduce the topic together. Eric, welcome to Money Rehab. Thank you for having me, Nicole. I'm honored to be here with you. <laughs> I am honored to work with you. You are such a badass real estate broker. You're even featured in my latest book. We've been working together for a bunch of years. You are the best of the best. And lately, We've been working together on finding a rental. Uh, I asked you to come on the show to talk about tips, of course, for navigating this insane, insane, insane housing market. And we will definitely get to that. But after I invited you on the show, this crazy ass thing happened to us. And we have to spill the tea. We have to talk about it first. Can you set the stage? <laughs> I would love to set the stage. So we were looking for a riding retreat uh, for Nicole. Uh, we wanted something special where she could be inspired and kind of have like a quiet space, uh, you know, to work from and create in. And we were looking in, you know, some wonderful neighborhoods, Bel Air, Beverly Hills. And we stumbled across a really, really cute cabin that has been completely remodeled and redone. It has kind of a famous history as well. And so we kind of started to kind of look around and poke around at that house. Yes, we looked at that house. We it was so cute. It was like out of a movie. If I had described what I was looking for to a Hollywood set designer. So we went to go see the house and I was like, let's put an offer in. Yeah. So it's, it's a, kind of like an idyllic cabin, right? Like if you pictured uh a cabin that's like instagramable instagramable and turkey totally. this was it yeah. enchanting gated you know we got to keep nicole safe you know what i'm saying that's right <laughs> and so it was great and so we really liked it um there were a few things with the property but overall we thought that it'd be a really nice opportunity uh for nicole and so 
we did our diligence. Nicole is very savvy with money, as we all know. And, you know, she had some questions about the pricing. And, you know, I always rely on data. And I said, well, let, let me get to that. Let me go look. And, I, you know, Nicole can be pretty sharp. But I actually agreed with her. I was like, you know, okay. what? <laughs> so if we're getting here, the only way I know how to tell a story, Eric, is to tell it honestly. And let's just let's just throw out the real numbers. So this place was listed <laughs> for ninety five hundred. OK. And so I said this place, it, while adorable, uh, should not be ninety five hundred. Like it, it's just it's offensive to me. Um, let's pull the comps. Can you tell us what comps are? And then can you tell us what you found from them? I would love to. So comps are the easiest way to describe it. Comps are properties that have similar characteristics to the subject property that you're considering. And in this case, we, we, Nicole had felt like that the price was high. And I always like to go to the data because the data is what we can rely on it and, and leverage to our advantage in, in some cases. And so when I took a look at, at the data, I agree with her. The best comp, and there was only one, was actually 8,500 a month. And that property had uh, more square footage. It actually had a view of Los Angeles. It was, it was absolutely stunning. Um, and the, the home we were looking at was great, but it was $1,000, um, you know, too high. And so we agreed that we were going to make an offer, but at the market value, which was eighty five hundred. Yep. So we 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 made our offer and we submitted it, and you know the agent said, "Hey, look, Eric, I'll, you know I'll discuss this with our seller and, and get back to you." Now, also because we were coming in under asking, um, it is typically a seller's market, and it's also a landlord's market in Los Angeles right now. Um, and so I, you know, in, in establishing rapport and trust, which is very important when you're trying to make a deal, I just reached out to the agent and said, Hey, look, we kind of have a different pricing, uh, valuation on this one. I want to let you know that we'd be coming in under asking, how do you feel about that? And she strongly encouraged us to submit it, even though we were under asking that she would do all that we can. And that's all you can ask for from an agent is, Hey, give us a shot, letting you know we're coming in under. So we felt good about that. And we also felt that relative to the market that our offer was highly competitive. It was a it was a fair fair value. Yeah, it was thoughtful. It was thoughtful. Um, in addition to that, you know, we included information about how Nicole would be a great ideal tenant. Um, she would be lightly living in it and using it, you know, seldomly. Um, and 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 so we you know we waited for their response. And I was bugging you, and I'm like, okay, well, I get it. L.A. is cuckoo bananas. A lot of real estate markets are cuckoo bananas in that, you know, they're on the market for one second and then they're snatched up uh, or they go for over asking. So I kind of had a little bit of remorse, like, oh, maybe I should have increased it more. Somebody's going to scoop this thing up. Like, where are we at? Where are we at, Eric? Like all the time. And then what happened? <laughs> well, so and one of the things that we also recognized was that it had sat on the market for a little bit. It, it had been on there for about, what, like 15 days, which in which this in market, typical times it, is like yeah, not that long, that, but it should, which is another indication that they were asking too much. So we did feel good about our offer, all things considered. And then we got an email back that was that was uh, uh, it was short. I don't know if the word is curt, um, but it was it was it was short, and it said essentially no. Um, and, uh, and that was all that was in the email. And so Nicole and I were like, this seems off given the conversation, the communications that we've had with the other side for about a week at this point. I mean, they were lovely at the showing. They provided private access in the evening for us. 
Um, they knew that, uh, you know, Nicole wanted to go back in the evening to check it out. And they were, you know, they, they were, they were kind of patient with us in that regard as well. And so kind of getting this really kind of short email response that was a hard no without a counter seemed a bit off. Um, particularly given our offer was, was, was price wise was something that you would, you would think that they would respond to. Um, and so Nicole and I kind of texted back and forth. It was like, that's weird. And, and if you know, Nicole, Nicole said, Eric, what's going on here? And she wanted to know what happened. And I said, you know what? I agree with you. I think that there, you know, that this seems a bit off. Let me kind of find out, you know, let me get the, the, the lowdown, so to speak. Yeah, because I was like, should we increase the offer? Like, you know, should we do some concessions? This is a negotiation. Mama loves negotiating. So, like, bring it. True. But then I also wanted to see exactly what was said because I overanalyze everything. So you sent me a screenshot of the actual email passing and said, Dear Eric, thank you for your application. Our client is passing on the offer. Thank you for all of your efforts. And that's it. And I was like... This is like this is something I've never had before. Like I do love my favorite sport, as everybody listening knows, is negotiating and perhaps the only cardio I get. And I love it. But this this was like the door is closed. And I was like, this is this is is this about me? And you're like, no, no, no. Like, like, let me call. Let me call these folks. And like, whatever. Then what happened? (laughs) Then I call those folks. And it was about Nicole. (laughs) (laughs) I wish I didn't say I told you so. I really wish in this one. But holy hell. It was personal. It was it was like we will not rent to Nicole Lappin. You. You are not invited to this rental. Yeah, no soup for Nicole. Like they did not want to work with you. And, you know, um, you know, it's like, I guess you've reached a level of fame, Nicole, where, you know, you got some haters out there, but, you know, you ain't got no haters. You ain't popping. I love (laughs) it. You're not doing something if people don't like you. I mean, I didn't know that this was a whole other level of success where I'd actually be rejected from giving people my money. But God, cool. And, you know, I'm not at all upset or embarrassed about this. In fact, we're like spreading this information because I'm proud of it. And I think there's a lot of things that you can learn from it. So the the folks said, I'm not even going to say if they're, I'm not going to do any, dis, you know, uh, distinguishing right, that, that, factors yeah. here. We're going to keep it all anonymous. Um, yes. But all the, all the other facts are totally true. So you talk to the folks and, and then what happened? And they told us the reason, and I had to tell you, which, so there's a couple of things. You're a longtime client, but you also share a birthday with me. We've known each other for years. We are friends. You know, I, I care about you and your wellness. So there were all these layers, and, and we both like to win and typically do win. Um, and so there was a lot of things I had to process before I spoke to you. Um, how do you tell Nicole? What do you say to Nicole? Um, <laughs> like all these things, like it was awful. And the thing about it is like, you know, you know, for you, for me, it was, it's a little old lease, a little old cabin, but it was like, it was big. It was bigger than that. And that's the thing about real estate. It's like, it's not, it's never about the money. It's like a relationship business. It's about the service. It's about the client. And so yeah, it, it's, it's a home. like, the, it's a home, right? Exactly. And so like, there was all this 
think all these things I had to process to kind of to, to share this with you. And I and I and I it was the first time I'd ever encountered that. Also, I mean, I've seen so many things over the years. Um, I haven't, you know, come across um, this. So, you know, we had to talk about it. And so, net net, they were like we know somebody that you know and there's some beef or something like it was a yeah. vague, vague beef okay. yes they yes they someone in your network they know someone in your network and they did not you know either like what they heard or like what they know of of miss nicole hold on to your wallets boys and girls money rehab will be right back do you ever get FOMO, fear of missing out? Well, do you ever get FOMO Tupita, fear of missing out on the perfect hire? If so, I have the antidote. It's LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In any given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites, and that adds up to a serious squad of awesome candidates. LinkedIn has over a billion professionals on the platform, and these candidates are super qualified. So much so that 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within just 24 hours. I work with LinkedIn Jobs for all of my dream team needs, so they're hooking up money rehabbers at linkedin.com slash MNN. Go there and you can post your job for free. That's linkedin.com slash MNN, as in Money News Network, to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Money rehabbers, you have money hidden in your house. Yeah, just hiding there in plain sight. Okay, so I don't mean you have gold bars hidden somewhere in walls, treasure map style, but you do have a money-making opportunity that you're just leaving on the table if you're not hosting on Airbnb. It's one of my all-time favorite side hustles. By hosting your space, you are monetizing what you already own. It doesn't get easier than that. For me, hosting on Airbnb has always been a no-brainer. When I first signed up, I remember thinking to myself, self, you pay a lot of money for your house. It is time that house returned the favor. And to get real with you for a sec, I felt so much guilt before treating myself on vacation because traveling can be so expensive. But since hosting on Airbnb, I feel zero stress for treating myself to a much needed vacation because having Airbnb guests stay at my house when I'm traveling helps offset the cost of my travel. So it's such a win-win. I mean, if I could do it, you could do it. And your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Now for some more money rehab. So we had this conversation and you said it doesn't matter. Like you could give them 9,500. You could give them 10,500. You could give them a million dollars. They do not want you in <laughs> their property. And I was like, I, I, first I, I was just, I thought you were punking me. Kind of. Cause <laughs> I, it was my instinct when I saw the email, but I was like, that's not a thing. Like, that I've never experienced that. But you've actually experienced this before oh. with some other clients. Yes. Yes, I have. So we work, it's Los Angeles, right? And so entertainment is one of the biggest industries here in town. Everybody knows that. And I've been fortunate to work with, you know, um, artists, entertainers, actors, um, people in music, sports, etc. cetera. And um, on you do run into situations where landlords just don't want to rent to certain um, talent. And, I, you know, I thought that it was kind of cool that, you know, Nicole's kind of up there with some of the, you know, the bigger rappers in the world in terms of uh, the scrutiny when being reviewed for, 
you know, a, a lease application. So, I mean, that's kind of a feather in your cap, I think. I agree. So <laughs> you've had folks reject other clients before for, for whatever reason. They don't even need to tell your reason. They could not like your politics. They could not like your religion. They could not like whatever, the way the way you smell. Like, it doesn't matter. It's their house and there's no rules against why they can reject you, even if you have perfect credit. I was like, I'm going to pay them up front. Like, there should be no financial problems here, even though right. it kind of brought back some PTSD to the times when I did have shitty credit and I didn't have money. And I it was really hard for me to qualify for a place. And now I was like, these days are long gone. But this is a whole other kind of rejection that there's no government regulation on. There's no like you must rent to everybody who has, you know, higher than a 700 credit score or whatever. That's right. Right. Private property. Um, so the, the, the landlord, the owner can choose to rent to who they want to. Um, and the, the, the reason was, you know, they can just decline. So and that's the thing. Right. So I, I was able to get, you know, more information maybe than I'm able to typically get in this case. Um, but the reason was a no, but that, you know, and if, you know, if they decide that they don't want to, you know, rent to someone because they've, you know, the reason that they gave, they can do, even though it doesn't really sit well with me and you. <laughs> but typically they can just say pass, like even if you've had, you know, offers go in at asking or above asking. Oh, yeah. Yeah, what? absolutely. Yeah. So so a property seller, a property owner can make these decisions based, you know, in their, in their discretion. So, you know, obviously I think that the common ones are credits or, you know, there's like a, a mark on like a background check, that type of thing. But even if you have all of the things in which your case you did, I mean, sparkling credit, you know, you're going to pay cash up front, you know, you know, uh, you know, an amazing personality. <laughs> Oh, thank you. <laughs> I mean, clearly not everybody thinks so or right. somebody or uh, people I know or whatever, whatever the reason is. But yeah, no, the financials were not an issue. And uh, it's taken me a long time to be able to say that. But I can proudly say that. Um, and I do not have a, a rap sheet or a record or anything like in my background check. Um, I mean, have so you had any was, wild parties that I haven't heard about and haven't been invited to? Like, I what am mean, I missing here, Nicole? Not yet, but... <laughs> Now that I know it's so subjective, maybe I'm going to start because um, clearly it just doesn't matter. So in the past, you've had what's your guess, like rejections because, you know, they don't like the person's public image or what they think they're going to have parties or I mean, can we just be honest? Like, is could it be race, too? I, I haven't. I, I don't, it's hard to say. I don't want to speak to things that I don't know. But I think that the problem that people who are famous or have celebrity that they have is that your reputation or your public persona is out there or your opinions are out there. And I think that when that is the case, there's just more room for subjectivity. The sellers have more information. And I think that that's one of the unique challenges of working with um, people that have some measure of celebrity is that they, the, your, the, the people on the other side already know more about those folks than my typical clients do, or your, or your clients that are more or private. Right. And so it's just another layer that we have to navigate around. Um, and sometimes, you know, you know, for example, I'm trying to think of, um, you know, you can think of, you know, there was, you know, during the pandemic, there was, um, in LA, there was this huge party, 
um, for a house that was rented out and, you know, someone was seriously injured. Um, you know, so there's even a more of a heightened kind of, I think, environment since the pandemic started with Los Angeles rentals in particular, where there's even more scrutiny, even for people of means. And so that's kind of just a, a new challenge that I think we've seen highlighted here in the pandemic since it started. Yeah. So it made me happy to recently see that these folks still haven't been able to rent their place out. And in fact, they lowered the price to 80 To what? To, uh, to 80 to the exact amount that we offered, which is a little bit more of a burn. <laughs> like doubling down on the no Nicole. I mean, I, I mean, I hope they never rent it. I hope that they bring it down to $50 a month and nobody wants it. And then they're going to lose their money. That's the thing about making decisions like that. It's like, you know, karma's a, karma's a real thing. You know what I mean? It's and a bitch. So, you know, it is. The world and is it's small. been on the market. Life is the small. world is small. The world is small. They've been on the market for like a month now. They had to drop their price. And then, you know, buyers started and tenants started thinking, well, is there something wrong with this? Um, you know, it also was a little small house. I mean, it was perfect for you and your needs, but it was a, it's a small little house that is asking, you know, top dollar. So, you know, good luck to those people. But we landed on our feet, I think. We wish them love and light. We We did land on our feet. So we went back to the drawing board and we found, I think, an even better place. We snatched it up. We paid up front. We called it a day. For today's tip, you can take straight to the bank. Stay tuned for part two of my conversation with Eric, where we tackle tips to navigate this insane housing market. is a production of iHeartRadio. I'm your host, Nicole Lappin. Our producers are Morgan Lavoie and Mike Coscarelli. Executive producers are Nikki Etor and Will Pearson. Our mascots are Penny and Mimsy. Huge thanks to OG Money Rehab team Michelle Lands for her development work, Catherine Law for her production and writing magic, and Brandon Dicker for his editing, engineering, and sound design. And as always, thanks to you for finally investing in yourself so that you can get it together and get it all. You spend my money.